Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. Justin Hall here from RightSource talking not-for-profit. Um, where else would you do that? Outside. Um, so today, um, a bit of an interesting, hmm, sad topic, hard topic, is what do you do um, when, there's, when your board collapses in a not-for-profit? So how do you recover? Now, this does happen, and it's quite surprising, and, and it's not fun when it does, um, is where you have your not-for-profit operating, and then for a number of reasons, uh, potential reasons, you lose the majority of your board. Now, it could be from a, a falling out. It happens sometimes where you know there's a, a decisive issue and a majority of the board decide they can no longer, their position's no longer tenable, and they leave. And you end up going from a board maybe of seven to a board of three. Other ways it can happen sometimes, it can just be poor planning from a succession point of view in that you have a couple of directors who've reached their maximum tenure, a couple of directors who, for whatever reason, need to leave, and just the timing of it, and all of a sudden you lose more than half of your board in one go. So that's a lot of knowledge walking out the door, a lot of history. Um, and what do you do? How do you rebuild? And the last option, the last case which happens, is sometimes the members step in and remove the board or the majority of the board because they're not happy of how things are performing. Either of those, any of those situations of how that happens, you end up with it in a point where you have potentially a, a, only a few members left on the board and you need to rebuild that board. So that's sort of what I want to talk through today. Now, a couple of caveats in terms of where your organization is at. Um, if you're a small not-for-profit and maybe you're, you're you know, very small funding level or you're just in the startup phase, really this pushes you back to the startup phase where really you're going to be reliant on a lot of volunteer time and really a lot of, I suppose, opportunistic and just finding people. It's quite hard if you don't have, especially if you, you're pre-operations, sort of um, being able to explain to people what you do, encourage them to come on the board when there's not a lot of runs on the board is quite hard. So this is a time there's a high potential of failure of that organization. So be aware of that because sometimes that is the option that has to happen. Um, but it, it really is that startup men mentality again where it's all hands on deck and you, you sort of the remaining board really needs to be very operational. The other situation is where you are a large enough profit that's been operating for some time and this you know, um, fraction of the board happens at a point in time when financially you're not in a good position, you don't have a lot of cash. Again, this may limit your ability to replace your board. So it's a time to look at potentially other options in terms of um, uh, bringing on an administrator, which can help protect the directors while you move out of your precarious cash position. Um, M&A is something you could look at or like becoming part of another. Generally speaking, if you don't have a lot of cash, M&A is very hard in the profit space because not-for-profits, generally speaking, are tied on cash and to take on another organization that's struggling effectively could put the takeover organization at risk. So M&A is a hard one. So again, look at very carefully at this point of view whether you remain solvent and whether you um, have ability to continue operating. And if you are 
at all concerned with that, get an administrator in to help you through that process. They're the really hard situations. Probably the most common situation is where you are operating not-for-profit, you do have cash in the bank, you potentially are cash positive, and you're operating, but you've just lost a whole heap of your board. What do you do in this space? Well, really, you want to act quickly to bring back the stability to the organization. The longer you have a smaller board, the more potential you have for you know, another board member to leave, which can make it even more precarious. Um, and even if you go down below, um, in a lot, a lot of instances, if you go down below three directors, your constitution will only allow you to operate as a board to replenish the board. So it becomes the highest priority. So how do you do that both effectively and quickly? The first thing you do is form or be clear on the group who are going to be responsible for replenishing the board. Now, that may be the remaining directors. It may at that point, because you want to have people who are uh, readily accessible and who have time to actually get in and do the work, it may be bringing in your co company secretary or even your CEO to have that group. Sometimes I've seen it happen where the chair, the CEO, and the company secretary are the three rep replenishing the board because they each bring a skill set in that is required at this, this stage. Now, those skill sets, well, the first one is really looking at your strategy. Now, the CEO will be, and it's not your strategy long term, it's your strategy the next two or three years because that's what it's like your strategy now. Like, what are we doing now? Who do we need people now? to help for because this isn't longer term succession planning where you're looking at a you know, strategy longer term, this is now. So your CEO knows who you, like the skills you need now. Um, the chair also can have that discussion. So having a, you know, a succinct understanding of what the strategy is, you then flow into what skills you need for that strategy. And that's where your chair, your CEO definitely can um, have that discussion. Your chair is probably leading that in terms of skills in terms of how that fits in with the rest of the skills on the board. And that's then when your company secretary will come in in terms of making sure that that's documented. The last part then is actually the recruitment process. So defining your position description, getting the ad out, looking at candidates, filtering through that work, that is quite often a good role for the company secretary to do because they can be focused on it, they know what the board is, they can answer calls from um, they can be available to answer calls from potential candidates and keep that process moving as fast as possible. Now, the recruitment process that, that obviously you want to get to quickly, once you know what you've got, you can definitely advertise and there's a lot of, there are free resources you can use in terms of advertising for director positions um, and ones that we help boards with as well. But there are other options that are useful. So another option is actually reaching out for other not-for-profit boards who you work with or in the sector and seeing if the directors who want opportunities or experience on other boards. This allows you from a point of view to select organizations that might be useful for you to have a relationship with, but also you know you, you're selecting from a board from people who have experience in not-for-profit sector and potentially the area. So you a little bit of a known quantity. Um, the other thing to use is you know, not to be afraid of using external resources. Um, definitely, there are definitely recruitment companies out there that are specialized in not-for-profit recruitment who can help you through this process. Yes, they cost a little bit of money, but they can help you put in place, you know, that right search and potentially have a bigger pool to select from. Similar from, you know, organizations that help with governance. So I know um, we help not-for-profits through this process. 
or if you're looking at um, helping define your strategy as part of this process as well, organizations that deal with strategy also have a, a wide network that they can tap into. So those external resources aren't just, um, I suppose, a resource to get the work done. They have networks too that they can tap into, which could be useful in terms of finding the right people quickly for your organization. As much as you want to do this process quickly, you still want to make sure you go through the, the right checks, interviewing direct the potential candidates, doing the reference checking, making sure that they're, you know, the required uh, police checks or working with safe children checks are done, and all that process is done appropriately. So you want to make sure you still do that because you still want to make the right decision. There's no point going quickly and hiring the wrong person because that just delays getting the right person. So you want to try and get the right, give as much opportunity to getting the right person in the first go. And that's it. That's your rip-roaring, get through and recover your board. Once you've got directors or you're starting to get directors replenished on the board, you're not quite done. There's one thing now that I think is the, it's probably the most important thing to do when you've had uh, a board that's fractured or that you've lost a whole heap of your board and you've, you've ended up in the situation is take the time now to revisit your governance and go, well, how do we stop that happening again? So is it that you weren't engaged with members and that was the issue? Is it that you had poor succession planning? Well, get the succession planning process in place and have that in place from day one. Do that now so that in you know, the next time this comes around, you don't have that issue. And if it's, is, if it's just effectively making sure you right, have the right um, communication and operations of the board, well, that might be your performance review, your external review, you know, some things to help make sure that things don't get as heated or to that point of fracture that happened last time. So use this opportunity as a learning. Capture those learnings because they're really important. And if you do that, it'll help your organization be more successful in the future and make what is potentially a very painful process something that actually adds value to your organization rather than diminishes. So that's it in terms of uh, helping rebuild your board. I hope you found today's video useful. If you did, please check out our YouTube site. We have lots of videos there on not-for-profits and governance. Um, otherwise, um, I do appreciate your time today. Thanks for watching the video. It's been Justin Hunt from Source. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from Wrightsource.